T-minus 25 seconds. 20 seconds and counting. T-minus 15 seconds. Guidance is internal. 12, 11, 10, 9. Ignition sequence start. 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. 32 minutes past the hour. Tower cleared. And as Apollo 11 does its roll program, this podcast now does its roll program. The tape is rolling. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. My name is Grant Cameron, and you're listening to the Paranormal UFO Consciousness Podcast. Thank you for taking time from your life to be here. In today's podcast, I have a conversation with my friend Wendy Gallant, who is um, very much involved with uh, visual lucidity, I guess you could call it, the ability to see without the eyes using blindfolds. This is research that is um, being done in a number of countries right now, and uh, IONS is uh, going to run some tests on this. It's critically important uh, information in that if this is true, there's something definitely wrong with our interpretation of consciousness and how it works. But I've also, in this interview, uh, talking to Wendy, uh, talked to her about her UFO experience. She's had a number of experiences uh, where she's encountered beings, and she's also uh, flown the craft, which uh, I'm always very interested in. Uh, And she describes it the same as everybody else. It appeared to be a dream. Uh, describes the same sort of events taking place that other people report. Um, and so I leave it at that. You can um, follow the interview. We start the interview by talking about Seth, who's a 13-year-old boy in Australia, who um, actually we did an interview with, and um, he is very proficient at the ability to see with his blindfold on. He was trained by his grandmother since he was nine years old, and kids are very, very good at this. Before the left brain really comes online, uh, kids are able to do this blindfold thing in minutes with colors. They're able to read books. And uh, so we, the interview you'll hear starts with us talking about Seth. And then we go to um, some of the research that Wendy and Rob Freeman are doing on the blindfolds. And then we get into the UFOs and the ET contacts. So enjoy the interview. Because most people would lose it under that kind of stress, where he just kind of went fuzzy. So. Oh yeah. So you have you experienced that wavy thing where it sort of goes wavy, or is he sort of one your person describes that? He um, he's the only one I've descri- I've heard describe that. He like, he's pushing through the stress part, whereas other people would just lose it. So yeah. yeah. But um, but I thought he did really well. He was very very nervous and he's very very shy. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he he did. You know, he didn't miss anything. So that's uh, no, no. Especially if you can get someone like him. Like, well, a lot of these little kids. If you can get them in a lab, and you don't uh, sort of interfere with them, because you know, I told that story. I think maybe on um, Facebook when you made the comment. That was the thing with the uh, the father was very skeptical. Takes his kid to that UK thing. Yeah. Yeah, and then yeah. he steps in close and starts to see what she's doing. And then she says, I can't see. I can't see anymore. And then the, yeah. they tell the father to move away. And as soon as he gets out of the field, 
So she said, oh, I, got, I can see again. And yeah. that's this idea that if you can get these kids in a proper environment, they should yeah. score pretty well. They would score if, if the, even the researchers, if they made it fun for the kids, like yeah. make it a game and not just say, you know what, we're going to test you and, yeah. and see if this is actually real. Just say, hey, you know, let's play this game and do this, that and the other thing. It probably would get through OK. It's just um, the, uh, the stress factor. Seriously, uh, <laughs> might as well forget it. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah that, that's where you the I think they did the same thing to the Chinese kids in the 1980s. They just put them under so much stress and. All yeah. this kind of stuff that the kids just couldn't perform. Exactly right. Yeah, you can't you can't do that. So yeah. Wow. So I wanted to talk to you today about um, your experience, uh, your dream experience with the ship, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. record it because I have I have quite a few. I have maybe fifty people that I've talked to have had the experience, wow. and wow. I've got uh, maybe a dozen or more on tapes. I'm gonna I'm gonna post all the the various tapes that I've got of, of people talking about it. So. Mm -hmm. You know, it's 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 kind of interesting, and it uh, it means something. But so let let's go through your sort of um, experience with with beings. Have you had you know you've had UFO stuff, or how did it all start for you in terms of? Um, well, it, it's interesting enough. Um, it all started um, right after my husband passed away. I was you have um, pretty. Before your husband passed away? Um, not that I remember. Not that I remember. Um, uh, Dr. Greer um, explained it to me that um, uh, after he passed away, I just basically opened right up and started seeing everything. But the interesting thing about it is um, I was up meditating up, by, um, up in our park here over their lake, and it was really interesting. Um, I went into a deep meditation, and I received a message that said to me, we were with you when you were little. And I just, I just was shocked. I opened my eyes like this, and this huge, huge flash appeared right in front of me. It was like boom. The minute my eyes opened, it was right there, bang. And um, so I've always, I've always been um, thought about doing a regression and stuff. And the interesting other thing is, is that when Rob and I were practicing one day, and I've done the regression thing with him, took him back to five, because five is when you see the best. So you take them back and maybe they'll you'll be able to see blindfolded better. And he took me back to a regression. And um, and when he took me to five, I just had this vision of this being in front of me. And it stayed there until we he took me out of age five. So it's it's been a weird thing for me. I'm not, you know, it's yeah. <laughs> maybe a regression would work. I'm not I'm not really sure. <laughs> So. Did, did Rob see anything in his regression? I don't know if he's had one. Well, I thought you were. No, he, no, no, when I did it for him, no, no, he didn't. No. Because okay. so. his experience was at what, 12 or something? His experience was at 12 and he was actually standing on the side of the river when it came in. And his was documented on the news and stuff and in the paper. So, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So, but but mine, mine was just um, a come, come and go. And, and, um, the first experience I had um, was blew my mind. I was um, it was right after my husband died, and I was sit I always went down to the beach, and I was going down there every night and just sat in the beach for long, long periods of time. And my first experience was I was sitting on the beach, and um, I noticed this bright light in the sky. And I was down there every night, and I knew it didn't belong there. I didn't. I was sitting there watching it. I knew it didn't belong. 
And, you know, so I was there for three hours and, you know, have everything slowly moves and stuff. But this thing moved with them. And I thought, oh, it must be, it just must be me. There's something different there, you know. So I mustn't have noticed it before. So after three hours, I kept an eye on it, stayed there. And after three hours, I thought, oh, I'm going to go back to the house. So I started packing up. And just as I started packing up, this thing started moving up to it, up through the sky and just zigzagging up through the sky and then stopped at the Big Dipper, just stopped and sat there. And then all of a sudden it just went poof, right over my head and gone. Wow. And somebody said to me, I wonder, like they obviously telepathically knew I was just going to leave. Yeah. So it was like, what were they doing for that three hours? You know, like they were just sitting there for three hours, just and that was my very first experience. And then because I went down almost every night, I started seeing things all the time. There was one down there where there was a, they were setting off fireworks to my right and kids were laughing and everything. Yeah. Yeah. And off to my left was a beach fire and people were sitting around laughing and having a beach fire. And it was almost like in the sky, I had my own fireworks. Wow. It was like, boom, 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 like this. And I'm just sitting there and stuff like that was happening to me almost every night. And it since it has it has um, sort of slowed slowed down a bit, um, and I think one of the biggest things that happened to me is I went down to um, Paula's um, uh, what do they call it down in Lotland, Star, Starworks, yeah, Starworks. I went down to Starworks the first time with Rob, and we went out sky watching at night, and I was. We were meditating. It was like midnight out in the middle of the desert, in the middle of nowhere. And I was sitting on a rock and we were meditating. And I would think I would hallucinate this, but because like, I, when I was meditating, I saw a being standing in front of me, tall white being. And it reached out and touched me on the forehead. Okay. And I was filled with so much energy <laughs> that Rob actually arrived. Rob was actually hanging on to me because I was just, I was just vibrating. Wow. And after that, I had that for like, I'd say two, three months. It was so strong. My knees almost buckled. Rob kept telling me, you know, you can tell them to turn it down, but it was just, it was just, yeah, it was crazy. And when it was the strongest, I'd look up and I'd see, see a light in the sky when it was really, really the strongest. It, it was just, it was a wild ride there for, <laughs> for three, four years, I'll tell you. And it's still, still kind of going on. Yeah. Not, not as much as I was, cause I haven't been down to the beach as much as I was at first, but I've been a little busy, but yeah. So how long since your husband passed away? Four years? Something? It's been three and a half, four years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you've so. had the, the one encounter with the being, or do you know who you're dealing with? Um, well, <sighs> I tried, after I saw the vision with Rob, I tried to do um, some research to try to, you know, to yeah. see, see who it was. And the, um, the only thing I can see that matched what I, what I visualized was like an Acturian or something like that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you go, on, you go on the Internet and you see all these pictures and you don't know what's real and what isn't. So I can only go by what I actually saw. So, yeah. Did you just have the one encounter with a being? Um. To actually see him, um, the one night at Laughlin, yeah. um, that night, and um, um, and then the telepathic. I had two telepathic downloads from them. 
Yeah, that's and yeah, that's nope. that's what you're getting in the telepathic download. The I think I told you about the one. The one I actually this one was what blew me away. I'd never ever had this happen. I go up to my park almost every night, and I was sitting cross-legged on a rock. And um, I actually had a really nice night because there were some kids next door who were into the stars, and I went over and helped them, showed them where everything was, and they were all excited, and I was having fun showing them. So I was feeling really good, and I went back to my rock, sat there cross-legged on my rock, and started meditating. And this one, I think I told you about this, and it blew my mind because I actually levitated off the rock. I could feel the energy just pumping through me, and I actually levitated off the rock, and my next vision was um, going over, like I was flying over and I was over a mountain and I looked down and I saw two beings inside a mountain. And so I went down to those two beings and they were Antarell and Avika. Oh, is that right? Yeah, it was Antarell and Avika. I went down inside and they welcomed me and threw their arms around me. And that was the end of that vision. And I came out of it and then I was back down on the rock. And the funny thing about it is I said, well, I'm going to, I'm just going to go home. And so I got up and I started walking home, but I kept getting this feeling that I should continue. And it was so strong that a couple of times I was walking down the road and it was so strong. My eyes almost closed as I was walking. It was just the weirdest feeling. And so finally I gave in and I went off to the side of the road and I'm standing there, and the next thing I saw, my eyes closed, and the next thing I saw, I was my, I was a white light flying through the universe, and it was beautiful, and I was looking around, and I saw the universe, and then I noticed another white light coming towards me, and the two white lights circled each other really, really, really fast out in the universe, and then we came together. Wow. And then... And then I was allowed to, and then I came out of it, and then I was allowed to leave. It was like, okay, I, I didn't have this feeling that I had to stop anymore. It was like a message was given to me, and then I just walked home. So, yeah, it was, it was pretty, um, pretty wild, pretty emotional, yeah. Have you, have you seen, have you, are you familiar with the Mission Rama, like in listening to Ricardo or any of those people? Um. I was down in Laughlin again, and what's his name? Um, it wasn't Ricardo. It was... Sixto? Sixto. It was Sixto. Okay. Okay. We spent some time with Sixto, and he even um, he um, did the meditation and everything that night. And I was just... He's such a nice man. I, I just thoroughly enjoyed that night, and it was a real experience to see what they do. They're... they're, they're um, mantras and everything is just wild and we had all kinds of weird things happening that night we cars turning on and off lights going on and off and somebody and the power lines were buzzing like crazy and and someone got a picture of an orb going across the back of the car it was a pretty crazy night uh, when when we had him there yeah well, that's where you're up at christmas tree road there north of laughlin um yeah, i think you went sky i think you went with six though yeah Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't go and, on. I was still back at the hotel. 
It was pretty wild because I never met Sixto. And so we're trying to get enough cars and we're piling into cars and I ended up next to Sixto and there's like five of us in the back seat. Wow. <laughs> and I, I was so impressed with him because we went around the corner and I landed right right on top of him and I'm like, I am so sorry, Sixto. And he's he's such a gentleman. He's just so nice. He just laughed and and no problem type of thing. He's just a nice man, yeah. But I, I was really impressed with that night. I'd love to do that again. It's pretty cool. Interesting. Because you mentioned uh, Antaral and being the levitated thing. Uh, yeah. You may, I don't know if you're aware, last uh, August they had an event at Shasta. Mm-hmm. Nine people. It wasn't Antaral. It was um, Adama. All nine were levitated off the ground. Oh, wow. I've heard Adama. I so, don't know where I've heard it before, but I've heard that name. Yeah. Yeah, so that's interesting that you would have a levitating thing with, um, you, di- you didn't recognize the mountain as Shasta or anything? I didn't rec. it was just a mountain. It okay. was just a mountain, and I've always, I always felt like I was actually planning on going down to that, um, that expedition because um, so I just, I thought it was Shasta, and I just thought I, I need to go down, so I made all these arrangements to go, and then COVID came, so, so oh, yeah. I never made it. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's quite a few groups that go up there. And, uh, mm-hmm. Just make sure you take mm-hmm. your coat. It's very, very cold at night. I know. I, I was down there with um, Hoff, um, Costa and Hollis, and we spent a week with them. And, yeah, it can get really cold. Uh, we weren't up by up in the mountain, though. I went up in the mountain by myself so a couple of times. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah okay. Cool. So let's go to the, the experience, um, the, the dream experience with um, that you talked about. And describe it the way you described it, and then we'll maybe talk about it a bit. Okay. Um, well, I meditate. Um, yeah. And this day I was just, normally I try to direct it, you know, like, uh, and this time I just said, I'm just going to sit here cross-legged and I'm just going to let my mind go wherever it wants to go. And um, so I was meditating and it like went into a really deep one. It was um, crazy. Um, and um, the next thing I knew, um I was over at a girlfriend's place in Romania. Never been to her apartment ever. Wow. I was in her apartment and I was looking around and of course the time difference, she's in bed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm looking around and I'm noticing the bedding, I'm noticing the pillows, I'm noticing the color, how she was laying and stuff. And then my next thought was, Oh my gosh, I'm invading her privacy. I need to get out of here. Yeah. So I left. And then the next thing I had is I was inside the ship and there was a window ahead of me. Uh, there was a console in front of me and I looked out and I just, I could see the earth below me. It was beautiful. See the earth below me. So you're high up above the earth? Oh yeah. Way up. And I'm up by the earth. Yeah. It, it, the earth was huge. So we couldn't have been too far away. It was like, like I would say, a quarter of it showed. It was massive, okay. you know, and I was looking out this window and I'm standing there and I could sense someone behind me. Okay. So, um, and that was all it was. And then I was back in my body. And um, the next morning I called my girlfriend and I said, um, I was at your apartment last night. <laughs> and she said, oh, really? And I said, yeah, I want to, you know, check some things out. I've never been there. And I asked her, what color her pillows wear? And I said, are they red? She says, yes. I said, is your, is your cover lit like a paisley? She said, yes. 
And I said, were you, you were laying on your right side, curled up with pink pajamas on. She said, yes. And I said, oh, I think I really was there. And she says, I'm glad I was alone. <laughs> we just laughed. <laughs> so I always wondered, since I was actually there, was I actually in this ET ship? You know, so it just kind of made me crazy. So um, I was out sky watching with some friends and this one fellow is very psychic and he has all kinds of things happening with him and we were just chatting over this fire and um i was telling him about my experience and he said to me he said well he said um relive it he said relive it and make it physical as if you were physically there just relive it and so i did i just closed my eyes and relived it it was like it happened again and when i opened my eyes i looked and he's got his eyes closed and he says to me, he opens his eyes and he says to me, I can see the being behind you. And I said, oh, and he said, um, he's white. He's tall. He's um, got um, lar very large eyes slanted. And he said he has um, a tiny nose, like two holes, tiny, tiny ears and a tiny mouth. And he said, the most thing is he has these ri this ridge going over his head like that. And um, like I say, when, when he told me that, then I remembered seeing that same vision when Rob took me back to age five. So um, it, it pretty blew my mind. And he said to me, I think I get the feeling this, um, this person is around you all the time. And he said, I get the impression that he's your guide and that he allowed you to see he allowed you to see that. So, yeah. It, it, so when you relived it, what happened with you? When I relived it, what went for this fellow? Yeah. When um, you I just took myself back to where I was, standing there with my hands on the console, and and um, visualizing the earth, visualizing the console, visualizing what I was feeling and stuff at the same time because he told me to make it as physical kind of um, relive everything that was happening yeah what kind of emotion was was is there emotion attached to it in terms i was of just um in awe of the view can you imagine standing there and, and being that close to earth and seeing it i was just more in awe it happened it actually happened so quick i was actually in awe um and noticing things and felt somebody behind me and it was like a very quick thing and then I was back in my body so and like I say I always wondered if it was real I always did wonder it but only because two seconds before that I was in my girlfriend's apartment so you know I always wondered and, and my friend told me yeah you were there so yeah uh, did you notice anything on the council what it what any stuff on the council or are they um, I just noticed, I just it was just flat. My hands were on it, and it was just flat. Yeah. So, wow. yeah. And that's that's pretty common that people people always describe, sometimes, mostly, most times, two beings behind them, but they don't know if they're human or they're alien. Did the, the, nothing, nothing was said to you to, to put no, your hand on nothing, the couch? No? Nothing was said. I just, I just felt somebody behind me, and nothing was said to me at all. It was just, it was just like I... It, how it felt, it was like I just appeared there. It was like, yeah. oh, you know, and then and it was like the vision was like, wow, 
Um, you know, <laughs> it was, and it was, it happened really fast. It just really happened fast. So yeah. could you tell whether the being was on the right or left side? Right behind me, directly behind me. Oh, directly behind you. Okay. Directly behind me. Yeah. So you've, you've never, have you ever had any visions of some experiences? We'll talk about um, being in a classroom, um, you know, being taught, levitating stuff like that. No, a lot of people. no, no, uh, no. Um, the time that I levitated, uh, it all seems to be like, it just happens spontaneously with me. Like uh, when I levitated, it was like, like I was in a deep meditation again, but it was like, wow, you know, I, I, it, it, everything that I've had happen to me has been spontaneous, just out of the blue. Yeah. yeah. And, and, but your, le your levitation would be like an out of body thing. It was, was sort of like your essence was, was, it, it actually felt like my body lifted. Oh, okay. It actually really did feel like my body lifted. It, 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 oh. I don't know, because I was in a deep meditation and I could feel this. Um, uh, it, it's, it's hard to explain, but it did actually feel like I lifted. Yeah. Wow. Hard to explain. And so we, we've, we talked a little bit before about the, um, the blindfold thing. When did that start? Um, uh, I was with Rob, um, uh, he, he, we became friends uh, while my husband was still alive, yeah. and I met Rob, and then um, Rob called me and told me about this blindfold stuff and said, hey, you want to do this? <laughs> so I went, sure. And that was the beginning of, uh, yeah, that was the beginning of, uh, it's been four years now, so yeah. And then it started out just doing training. I really wanted to do it. And um, the first time I went in, it was, um, she told me I couldn't do it. Number one, because of my age. Number two, because I just went through a trauma. And she and said, this is a trainer in, let me stop you to say, is this a trainer in Ottawa or is this the yeah. uh, European yeah. people? This was the trainer in Ottawa. Okay. Yeah. And, um, and I didn't. I, nothing happened to me the four days I was there. Yeah. I saw Liz, uh, well, yeah, I saw Liz, she opened right up, um, Marcus, I think he did a bit too, and Rob saw stuff, and I saw nothing. Okay. So, and then I think it was because she told me right in the very first, sitting at the table having a discussion, and she told me before we even started, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you won't we'll be able your, to. We'll, we'll take your money, but it's not going to work. <laughs> yeah, so Rob and I went back, and we just started training ourselves back and forth, started training and training and training, and we moved quite a ways but we were we were um just experimenting with anything that worked just experimenting experimenting and and just trying everything and um so then um we had Michaela come over and we did her training and I did open up with her um I was actually she was actually with me we were sitting up in the bedroom chatting one night and I had the, and she said here let's try the blindfold and she put the blindfold on me tight and she turned off all the lights, but one little light. And I remember while we were talking, I saw that whole light like right there on my left. I was like, whoa, it was pretty wild. So then that's where I was playing. I played pool at Rob's place with blindfold on. And that's really difficult. <laughs> so then I, I kind of went backwards. But Rob and I kept training and training, trying the stuff. And then we, after a while, we started into the research. So then we went to Nikolai and the Marina. And um, and and did their training, and we actually read and everything with them. Um, and then um, after their training, we kind of went backwards again. 
So we just, we try to tell people they need to train and train and train and train and train. And so my last um, session on my own, I'm at the point now that I do see, um, I see um, a lot of times on my left. Okay. And a lot of times up here. But sometimes when I put the mask on, I just send my consciousness out and can see everything. And um, I've come to the conclusion that when I see everything, it's almost like too much information coming in. Yeah. So if I have a, say I have a card, and this is what I experienced the last time. I'm seeing everything, but I put a card up and I say to myself, okay, go. And I can see my hand. I can see the card, but it's like um, it's too much information and it won't give me what's on the card right away. I have to sit and work on it. And so, and and, um, that was the initial reaction that everybody thinks that once you open up, you can see everything. And Seth does. He sees absolutely everything in front of him. But I think it's because of my age or whatever, or my left brain gets involved. It's only letting in so much. So I'm just continually training, trying to get it to open up, uh, you know, open up everything for me. But talk talk about how much you've progressed since the first, you first started to what you can do now. Um, hmm. um, I started out with nothing. <laughs> I saw one color up in Ottawa, and that Marcus gave it to me. Yeah. And um, I've moved. I've moved back and forth. Both Rob and I have moved back and forth. Um, when I started out, I saw nothing with the mask, and I'm now can see everything around me, and. Um, I'm really working hard to read like Seth did. I'm really working hard to do that. And um, I'm actually thinking of taking more training to help me get into the right path to do that again and make it stay. They say that you have to read like five or six pages of, of script or of writing in order for it to stay. Otherwise you'll just keep going backwards. And I haven't got to that point when um, Marina trained, I saw, I read um, articles and I saw the pictures on the on the sheets and stuff. And then when Rob and I did the the night vision, I saw the title of the magazine in the dark. Um, and I think I think it's just my um, the left brain keeps getting in and shutting it back. And, and but I can say I can see when I put my mask on, I can see or I close my eyes, I can see. Um, it's just that it's too much information for me, so I'm just keeping working on that. So yeah. Wow. And you train every day. I, pr- I try. Um, I actually backed off because Rob and I were training every day um, together, Skype, or we drive back and forth. And then I started going backwards. And I thought, right. um, I think I'm overdoing it. And actually, Rob has posted the scientist who says that, that um, b- the biggest thing to do is meditate. But if you train too much, you go backwards. So I actually quit. I told Rob I needed a break. So I came home. And I didn't touch it for three weeks, two, three weeks, didn't do anything. So then I was out walking with a girlfriend and we came back and, you know, you're happy. I was, we made arrangements to go hiking and have a glass of wine afterwards and everything. I came home, felt really good. And I thought, hey, I'm going to try to practice. And it blew my mind. I sat down and it was just, everything went boom. It just opened right up. I got uh, like, um, I, I have colored rings. I could see the fluorescent colored rings in my hand. I could see any card that I put in my hand. Like I have packets of cards. I saw all the colors. It just, and it stayed. And I, 
And it didn't matter if I had my mask on or if I had my eyes closed. It just stayed open for three hours. I'd come out, make a cup of coffee, go back, sit down, and it was wide open still. And that, that blew my mind. So I think in some ways you can overtrain. Yeah, that would be like, I, I, I remember we were having a discussion with Rob when you guys were in Manitoba about this left brain thing, that if you get into being a scientist and we're going to figure this thing out, we're going to, then your left brain is basically running the show. And yeah. it's, it's the ability to, to shut down the skeptical mind, the thinking mind yeah. and stuff like that. And well, like a kid, the, the kid won't yeah. be trying to prove it or do, no. especially if you make it fun. It yeah. basically puts you in that, that loop that you need to be in. And you'll notice when we train people, we, um, like I just actually trained a girl this morning and um, she was having a hard time, having a hard time. And I said to her, <laughs> I said, um, play the piano on your mask. So she's like tapping away on her mask and everything. And I said, and she still wasn't getting it. And I said, okay, put your hand on your left cheek and rub it really, really hard and focus on the feeling you're getting between your hand and your cheek. So she's like going like this, like crazy. And then she goes, that's dark blue. And I went, yes, wow. <laughs> you know, you just have to send the left brain to that. And just stop because it interferes. It just analyzes it to death and, and will tell you what's a many, middle, million colors. It's once you get that left brain distracted, then the right brain will. I said, left, I, always, I got it from you. Left brain liar, right brain always tells the truth. So if you can occupy the left brain, the right brain will tell you what you got. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I had her tapping her feet like crazy. And when she did that, she was getting shapes and stuff. And, like, she was just going a mile a minute. When she left, she was so happy, just so happy. And, I, yeah, so, yeah, it, it's, it's very, very unusual. And I know we learned this the first time that Rob wasn't getting something. And I walked up and I flicked him on the forehead and boom, he got everything. Another time I walked up and I had this piece of cardboard and I banged him on the top of the head. Boom. <laughs> there it was. And then he got to the point he was sitting there banging himself on. Yeah. <laughs> it's just where left brain just gets so involved and laughing. You know, if you start laughing, uh, it's there. The left brain doesn't get involved when you're laughing. So you got to make it fun. And that's what the kids have. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that was with uh, when I was making the faces at Seth when he started oh. to laugh. Because he, he was sort of blocking there once he, you know, the nervousness came in and yeah. like that. But if you can get them sort of relaxed with the game oh, yeah. and stuff. So, yeah. Interesting. And that's what I said. That's what I said to Leone because she, she texted me and she said he was upset because it started to get blurry. Remember, he wanted to quit because he was starting yeah. to get blurry, and he was upset that that happened. And I said, no. Mm -hmm. I said, he did really, really well. And I said, um, most most people would just, most kids or most people would just go black. They'd just lose it. He just went fuzzy. You know, so that means he still had it. This, the left brain was just getting involved and, and stuff. So, And he was worried about that when he was driving, too. It started to happen the day he was driving. But he was concentrating so hard. Yeah. And uh, they called me and they said, um, he thinks he's losing it. And I said, no, he hasn't lost it. He's just, it was the stress of looking, uh, of driving around all the trees and stuff. So, yeah, well, yeah. the left brain wants to take control. It says, I'll, I'll take care of this. This is my job. And, uh, and, and when you try to quiet, like I was even thinking about this, I was walking the other day where you're, you're, you're doing the sort of meditation where breathe in you know, hold it, breathe out. And then the ego mind is going, no, 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 no. We don't want this. I want to talk like, no, no. What are, what are you doing? And like, 
And that's the thing is to be able to shut. It's very hard to, especially for older people, to shut that, oh. that voice down that wants to take control and be the scientist. And I'm going to figure this yeah. thing out and I'm going to manipulate this thing. Almost like uh, I mentioned this happens in psychedelics as well that or near-death experiences. Where they, they talk about the people with the bad near-death experiences are the people who are trying to control it, who have a yeah. very s- firm thing or in psychedelics. If you go in and think you're going to run the show in there, you're in for a, you know, a real shock <laughs> because that's the thing is it's the ability to, to get all that ego stuff out of the way yeah. and go into that right brain, yeah. you know, female brain. We want the yeah. male brain that's, you know, is in charge and, and, yeah. you know, fighting and, and yeah. manipulative and smart and stuff like that. <laughs> Yeah, I know um, when I train somebody, if they tell me, oh, well, I, I trained one person and they texted me saying, I'm running late. I'll be right. there in 10 minutes. And then when they got there, I said, well, no, um, how be I give you another 15 minutes to to relax? And then the person said, oh, OK. So after 15 minutes, we we Skyped and that person spent 15 minutes blocking people on Facebook because um, apparently he got given a hard time when he was out. So he was like blocking crazily like this. And then I call him to do the scene and he saw nothing. And he's like, well, how come I can't see? And I'm like, so from now on, I tell people if they have something going on, you know, that's really left brain. Like if something happens just before a training, I said, just leave it for another day or let's, let's push it on to later on the day because you can't, you can't just sit down and do that. Or I have to spend about an hour relaxing them and calming them down and telling them to get rid of all that stuff. And it takes a lot of time to do that. I want to be like Seth, where you sit down. And that's what happened to me the night I opened all right up. No meditation, no preparation. I just sat down and said, I'm going to do this, put the mask on, and there it was. That's what I want to be able to do. And, um, and I'm at that point that um, I can do that without having spent so much time. So, and you notice the kids, they just, stuff. he just puts it on and off. It's like, you know, and he can do that with eyes closed. He doesn't need the mask. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. So that's what I want. I want to be able to do that. So. And and who are you training? Or maybe we should have a thing where you can do the same thing where you have a little, um, a little soccer game or a little, you know, (laughs) play thing where everybody sort of gets out of that. I'm going to sit here and do it, you know, like. Yeah, I I prefer to do it in person Um, because of Skype. You know, we have to do it the way it is or because of COVID, we have to do it the way it is. I prefer to do it in person because you can you can get people laughing a lot harder and you can play tricks on them. And and it's a lot more fun. And they open right up that way. Um, With Skype, it's really difficult to (laughs) to get them to that point, you know. So, wow. Yeah. Well, I, that was impressive. I'm, I'm glad you put me on to Seth and um, hopefully um, some of the people will pick pick that up. And I'm, yeah. I'm sure you send it off to some of the people who are working on it. I'm, I'm pretty sure they're going to be yeah. pretty impressed because he did really well, even though he yeah. got blurry there for a second. Yeah, mm. I, I think he'd be fine. And, and, and um, I talked to them last night and I said, you know, and, and I told them to ignore the naysayers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't worry about them. And um, I told him to just, you know, keep him practicing, keep making it fun. And if he ever goes in to be tested, they'd have to make it fun. Yeah. You know, you, you can't put you can't put kids or people under major stress and then expect this to work. It's 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 not that way. It was like the one guy on there who said, 
Well, he's looking out of the left side. He's not even looking out front. Yeah, yeah, like, like we're a, not looking through your eyes. You know? yeah. They're always you doing that. You see that all the time. They're they're sitting like this, you know. Yeah. Well, you see. Well, if you watch my videos, you'll see me, and I'm like this the yeah. whole time because I see out here. So Rob's holding a thing on the screen, and I'm like this the whole time. Yeah. yeah. So it's 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 not your eyes, and uh, and people, and actually, when I'm training, people will hold it like this. And I'm saying, well, that's maybe not where you're like, move it around. See, yeah. see where your window is. It could be anywhere. I had one little boy that he saw out of his wrist. Wow. And I, and I, I could, I, I'm going like this with him and I say, oh, well, where can you see and everything? And I went down here and he goes, and he told me what the card was. And I was like, and this is the very first kid I trained. And I'm like, you're seeing out, where, where are you seeing out of? And he goes here. And like, really, you know, yeah. and I and then I tried to tell him to move it up, which was wrong. Yeah, you know, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. my very first training. He sees where he sees. They don't see here. So it's your left brain. You scientists getting in there. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it, it um, um, I, I say it's all consciousness because yeah. my I've had the experience where, well, the, when I did the, when I went out to my girlfriend's apartment, but I've also gone to Rob's like he um, will be Skyping. And he'll walk across the room with a colored piece of paper. And as he's walking across the room, I saw him walk across the room. I was there. And then he says, what color sheet of paper do I have? And I tell him I can actually see him standing at the window with the colored sheet of paper. So I, I it's consciousness truly is. Yeah. Do you, do you think we're going to be able to get across? Like if, if these kids, they'll want to test these kids. Do you think they understand this principle of making it fun of staying out of the kids Especially if you're skeptical, staying out of the kid's range where the kid is reading and stuff. Yeah, I, I don't. Up to you to uh, you and I to protect these kids in terms of not putting them in situations where they're going to fail. Because we exactly, we, I think you and I both know that these are the things you've got to do to make it to make it work to keep you know keep yeah. it fun and stuff. Um, I do know of one girl in particular, and I think I told you the one girl in particular. They went to Randy. And um, yeah. he was so skeptical. They basically had her whole head taped. This is a, about the final day. Basically had her whole ta head taped and with this mask on and everything. And actually were distracting her and all this kind of stuff. The kid left in tears. Yeah. And she never saw again. Never saw again. So, you know, if, if they're going to taste test these people, um, it's got to be fun. It's got to be. Yeah, there um, has to be some conditions. Because you could put this kid into a situation where it'll be traumatizing for the rest of their life. Exactly, exactly. And I do know um, uh, Dean questioned one of the things that Leone was doing with two girls. You know, the two girls were back to back and they had a sheet of paper in front and they were, they were not blindfolded and they were um, putting shapes, like drawing shapes on the sheet of paper, but they were back to back. Yeah. And so as they were drawing the shape, the girl behind her was drawing the same shape. Yeah. And um, and this was just um, a training session for Leone, and, and Dean came in and said, well, you should do this, that, and the other thing. And Leone said, no, um, at this point, I'm just giving the kids confidence in what they're doing, um, showing them what's possible and stuff. Um, I don't want to get into that. I just want them. And, and some of these kids are spectrum, like she described. She's really good with them, and that's why um, Mary's sending them to her. Um, and she, she um, gets them to get confidence in themselves and feel proud of themselves that they can do this and that it's normal, 
you know, that is normal. And so she's, she is doing really amazing work there. She really is. And, um, um, and, and we have to, we have to really protect these kids that are doing this for sure. You know, and, and like, if you're going to, if you're going to film them, if you're going to test them, make it fun. Don't make it a scientific project. <laughs> so. Yeah. 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 I, I agree with you because I mean, it's, um, We've, we've learned that much about it, that that's people think that it's like objects, like there's me and you and I don't affect what you do. Yes, you do. You yeah. and think that you're independent of the experiment. You're part of the experiment. And I, I think that Ian should know that, that you're you're part of the experiment, that there is no separation. So um, exactly. Exactly. hopefully it works yeah. well. Let's let's um, let's keep going with them. And uh, hopefully they send us some of these interesting videos, because those are the ones that are even if people are a little bit skeptical, they're still very into entertaining when they're playing games and stuff like that, or yeah. doing treasure hunts and stuff like that, where um, it's, it's pretty impressive to watch. It, oh, it is. Um, yeah. It blows me away when Leone sends me some of these pictures of what these kids are doing. Um, but I, I'm really careful of who I send it out to her. I always ask her first because so she's training kids and some of the parents don't want oh, yeah. them on, on the screen. Oh, so yeah. like I say, the one with the knife, it's pretty impressive, you know. But the the kid that he was with, um, the dad doesn't want him on screen. So, but the one that couldn't do it was the one that they don't want on screen. So I don't know. But Seth was like, bang, 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 bang. They they wanted to try it out. So he he does some pretty cool stuff. I want. I I asked them. They said they're going to do the one of him playing the video game. They're going to try do that again so that um, we can post that. So that's pretty cool because we had a guy on our Facebook site who put a video game up and said, oh, I'll be impressed if someone can do this. And then I'm looking through and I I have one of Seth doing just that. He's like in his pajamas leaning over like like any kid would be yeah. leaning over and just bored to tears. And, and then the camera switched to the game and there's the game going on. And then he comes back and he's like, <laughs> like this, you know, <laughs> he's pretty laid back kid. He's a, he's a cool kid. Well, hopefully he gains some confidence from last night in terms of being able to do it. And yeah, that's what and I, I think. Uh, yeah. It took a bit to get his dad to say, okay. Um, Cause he's pretty protective of him, but um, yeah, I, it was good to see him standing beside him, giving him confidence and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. Cause he, cause he is kind of a little famous kid now. He's sort of the only <laughs> kid that's sort of on camera and doing this yeah. on camera. Some of the kids. Well, are- now, yeah. Now his sister is wanting to practice again. Wow. His sister was as good as him, only she's gone back to school and like she's getting a 90 average in school, but yeah. she's very left brain now. But now she wants to get back in practicing again. I have I have a video of her. I can send that one to you. I have a video of her and she's sitting with her back to a, ba- a basketball net. And Leone's um, telling her, like, Leone's not direct. She's just telling her to relax, focus, send herself out to the basketball net. Yeah. And the kid throws the bat ball up and twice hits the ring. Wow. And I, I think she was, how old would, would Layla be? She'd be seven or eight. And she just went poof right into the net. Like she didn't get in the net, but she hit the hoop, which is amazing in itself. Twice. One, and like, so that's yeah, wow. pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, it's it's interesting stuff. I appreciate you're doing that and maybe helping Sinead. She's, you know, she's a, a school teacher, so she may have a little bit of resistance when she first gets going. But she's she's yeah. pretty excited when she heard that she may get some training. So, well, she um, you know, all she has to do is um, just relax and 
And what, like I said, I made a couple of comments, you know, and it's like, try it. You'll be mind blown when it starts happening, you yeah. know, and when you really understand what's happening, you just, yeah, it's just, it's crazy. Yeah. And all the other things, when Leone told me about the kids telling the granddad what was wrong with the tractor. Yeah, that was impressive. Yeah. Yeah. And I said to Seth, I said, you went out and actually saw that hose leaking. And he said, yeah. So that was pretty cool. And tell tell the story again about the one with the the car accident because I remember you talking. I don't remember the details. That some some kid in a training session had the car accident. They could hear the car accident, or was that? Oh, um, a friend of of ours over in Serbia. He had a bunch of kids in his um, in his building. He was training them, and the kids were all blindfolded. And he was training them. And one of the kids, I'm not sure if it was one or a couple of the kids, went, "What's that noise?" And he said he didn't hear anything. And the kids said he heard, they heard a crash. And he found out later, like way over about five blocks away, there was a crash. And those kids heard it. Yeah. Clear as a bell while they were doing the training. So, yeah. And, and I know um, Nata said it was just blew his, it was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's the other aspect is we're right, right now we're doing the, the eye thing, but we know that there's the hearing and yeah. this precognitive thing where kids can actually figure out things or see stuff around the corner and stuff like that so we, we all can do that we can all can do that um the way i had it explained to me is once you start doing this you start growing new neurons in your brain yeah. you start you start growing new ones. they said for anybody with alzheimer's or anything like that it helps because you're gro- growing new stuff in your brain so that's how you can start hearing and and stuff and um actually help with your thinking and everything yeah so it's pretty it's pretty impressive and I th- I actually think everybody should be doing it. So Yeah. Well I'll help promote it and I'm sure you're gonna help promote it. Especially when they start doing the stuff of the, like they filmed the telekinesis stuff. I mean that's that's mm-hmm. pretty impressive stuff. If if they're doing that kind of stuff where Yeah. And they he said what in minutes he had he was doing it. I mean Yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah. He he has a lot uh, Seth has a lot of experiences. when when he was talking about talking to animals. Yeah. And the animal told him, I'm not sure if it's a parrot or something, told him his name and everything. Yeah. And like, it, it's just, it's just crazy. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, he's a good subject. Thank you for putting me on to him. So. Okay. Well, well, I just do it. I just did it because he was so excited that it was going on Facebook. So. Yeah. <laughs> and I went, well, Grant's the guy to get, get people liking this. So, but he was so excited. Um, Leone told me he was sitting there looking at the YouTube site watching the counts go up that's how excited he was <laughs> so. yeah i should look at my facebook i think he's i'm fr- fr- friends with his father now the facebook really got a lot of hits overnight yeah <laughs> there's a lot of people that are i haven't it. i haven't looked at it looked at it but no that's great yeah uh, there was yeah. a lot a lot more more than most of my posts i mean i think it's 120 or 130 likes wow. or whatever on there so, so it's excellent. getting kind of fine and they haven't even seen the video yet they just you know they saw my write-up about what he had done well, I put it on my my site, and I've had two or three people say, "I'm waiting to see that. I'm yeah. just waiting to see that." So yeah. that's cool. <laughs> yeah. So that that's a, he's our little uh, guy that'll help promote the uh, promote the thing and get people interested. And um, so thank him very much, and thank Leone and the father. Uh, I love hearing the little guy talk when he was sitting there explaining what was happening in the car with his Aussie accent. I just I thought it was so cool, and his sister going ah screaming you're gonna hit the tree yeah. <laughs> i thought it was great <laughs> yeah he's a, he's a good uh, pr- uh proponent for this he's uh very likable yeah. and very yeah yeah 
So let's <laughs> keep going and thank you for this. And I'll I'll send you a copy of this and you can do what you want with it and uh, okay. post it or whatever or send it. Thanks. Okay. Great. Thank you very much. Okay. We'll talk to you okay. later. Okay. Take care. That's this week's episode of the Paranormal UFO Consciousness Podcast. I'm your host, Grant Cameron, hoping that you will join me for upcoming episodes. Links to my YouTube interviews, books, and my Facebook sites are in the show notes. If you love the podcast or learn something valuable, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, or give a review on today's episode. If you would like a certain paranormal subject dealt with in the future, please let us know. Until next time, watch this space, and thank you so much for listening.